world today that have never ever heard. And I praise the Lord that He allowed me to hear at a young age and accept the Lord as my Savior and be able to now for 51 years be able to serve Him and to do things. And you think, man, you're old. Yeah, I am. I am. And I'm glad because God gave me that safety for all those years too. But this year has been a tremendous year trying to do the things that uh, the ministry has uh, Lord's laid on my heart to do. We uh, wanted a year ago in order to uh, do a million Thai to go to Thailand. The Lord saw fit to allow us to have the funds to get it printed and get most all of it worked. And uh, since I was here last in, in the fall, okay, in October, we shipped a container of Scripture with a whole bunch of Bibles, whole Bibles, whole bunch of New Testaments, and a whole bunch of John and Romans over to Thailand, and next week it's to arrive there in Thailand. We also, when we were here in September, down in Sioux Falls, we loaded Brother Rockman a container that he sent over to uh, Ghana. And I saw tonight another wonderful little Facebook thing that he put on there for us and all, but kind of hiccups in the system. You know, it was supposed to have arrived in November, and he went over there to help receive that container. It didn't happen while he was there. I mean, we got word that it was going to get into country, and he made plans, spent the money on a ticket, and everything, and it wasn't wasted. He got over there and was able to be a blessing to the churches and to talk to those people, waiting for the container just to find out that the ship went over to another country stayed there because it unloaded and there wasn't enough to put on it to go to the place he was at. And so they waited and they waited. And in God's time, the ship got loaded and went down there. They received it and they've distributed that scripture now. And praise the Lord for the safety of that scripture getting over there to uh, Ghana and all. It's been good year two because we started a project in addition to the tie of a million scripture. And I told you how much money it would take. Well, you know, God is into the multiplication business. He says, if you give, he'll give increase. Well, we started praying for the funds in order to do three, well, four containers is what it's going to wind up for a million to go to the Philippines of English. And the Lord started seeing the money come in and see, and then I got blessings from the man at the press. The guy at Sweet Springs Baptist Church, Brother Tim Gibson is the man there that is the pastor, but he also prints. And he said, Samuel, he says, I want to help and be a blessing to you as well. He says, I'd like to buy a truckload of paper to uh, go towards that million English. And I said, praise the Lord, I'm glad to hear that. I said, so what's the price of paper? And it had dropped. The lowest it's been ever since I've been doing this in 20 years. 25.5 cents a pound. Wow. Usually it's up in the 40s, almost 50 cents a pound for paper. And so we started praying and started asking people, and this year the Lord has seen fit to send in the funds to buy all of the paper for that million. Plus that that Brother Gibson give, another truckload, which will help to do the French project that I had mentioned. And then I went to the press that does our covers, and I said, how would you uh, like to do a million English for the Philippines? And the guy goes, I'd love to do that for you. And so he did it for two and a half cents a piece for the paper and the printing as well. 
And I picked up a couple of weeks ago the first of the 400,000 out of the million covers so that I can get it out to churches to get worked. And in January, we'll be distributing that Philippine project to several different churches so that they can start working it up as other churches are finishing the Thai scripture to go to Thailand. And then last, well, I guess a couple of weeks ago now, I want to say last week, everything seems like it's running together, but on the 8th of December, we were supposed to ship two containers of Thai, load them on the same day. That's over 2,500 boxes of scripture to put on two different containers to send over to Thailand and couldn't do that. Well, I learned long ago, don't question the why. God's got a reason and a plan, right? And so it was delayed. And so you pray that on the 5th of January that we can load those two containers of scripture. But we've got them worked up and ready to go to Thailand. Plus, we've almost got enough for our fourth container out of five that are going to go to Thailand in that million project. So the Lord is tremendously blessed this year. And I want to say thank you. You have had a part in it, and I appreciate the funds that you sent to help us to buy the paper. You bought about a, you know, 20% of a truckload of paper. You can help print then about 33, 34,000 scripture so that we can send it. And praise the Lord for that help. If 10 people read that, you're talking 340 million, or 340 people, 340,000 people that can read just because of. And praise the Lord for that. It's a blessing to have churches that want to get involved. And it's all going back to giving them the word of God so that they can see out of the gospel of John who Jesus Christ was and how that they can get saved as a result of it. You're giving to them Christmas is what you're giving to them. The understanding, the, the knowledge of, the appreciation for you're giving to them Jesus Christ, the one that will make a difference for all eternity. And it comes in little bitty packages of a John and Romans so that they can know for all eternity. Wow. Thank you for your help in it. Pray for us as we go back. We will be leaving here and going through Kansas, seeing our parents, and then down to Oklahoma and seeing our other daughter and son-in-law down there. It is much warmer down there. I'll just tell you that. I won't tell you it was in the 50s today. Oh, excuse me. But it was warm down there compared to here. But you know what? I love a white Christmas. I love cold. It, it doesn't bother me a bit. You know, when I was stationed here in South Dakota, I loved it. We, uh, In fact, you talked about learning to drive. Linnell actually learned how to drive when we were living in Harrisburg, just south of Sioux Falls down there. Taught her and Michael how to drive. That's another story to talk about, My, Michael and his test. But praise the Lord uh, for you and your involvement. Then your pastor called me. He says, I got a concern. Where are you going to be at? Are you in the area? And I said, well, I'm always in an area. What area are you talking about? He says, well, I heard you're going to be up in South Dakota. And that was when there was a little bit of a concern for Mitchell and an overschedule or, what, or a double schedule. Can you be in two? You can nowadays. Via the internet, you can preach at one location and they can pipe it in. In fact, we could be listening to pastor tonight, your pastor, and he could be on that screen as he's in Missouri or misery. Okay? But anyhow, praise the Lord for technology and what it allows us to do as well. 
But it is a privilege to be here and to be able to, to preach this evening. Look, if you would, at Luke chapter number two. You say, Brother Martin, Christmas is over. Well, maybe for some. But there's some important things here in Luke chapter number two that I want us to take the time to look at this evening. Maybe you haven't thought of it. And I don't want to make you mad, but if I was to tell you to turn on the news and to just watch what's happening in the world today, you could get upset pretty quick. All the things that are happening that are just absolutely, you wonder, have they lost their mind? And the correct answer is yes. Okay, but they're leaders. And you say, well, why are, trust me, it's been that way all through time. There have been people that were insane that were leaders, literally, of countries. But you know, God has established the leadership in America the way that he has for a reason. And you may not think of that, but Luke chapter number two is going to tell us, and we're going to look just a little bit historically here as well at this, but God has given to us what is best for us and for his plan for all eternity for the matter of time. And we are just ones that are living in the time underneath his control. And we should be doing our part, not just blindly following, but we should be doing our part. Luke chapter number two says, And it came to pass in those days that they went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because there was of the house, he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And we think of that as the Christmas story or the beginning of it. We won't for the sake of time read the whole thing. But in those seven verses there, we have for us a perfect example of God's time, God's knowledge of what's going to happen and how that it all plays out. Let's pray and then we'll get into the message. Lord, we do thank you for your word. We thank you for those words that are there for us to study and to understand. They're there for a reason. And if we look into those things that you have on the printed pages of our Bible, your inspired word to us as people on earth, we can find so many things we find that it is your plan, it is your time, it is what you want, and that we're here on earth because you allow us to be here. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be what you want us to be with the life that you give us for the time frame in which we are here. Guide and direct our hearts and help us to heed and to follow what you would want us to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It come about in those days that a degree come out from who? Caesar Augustus. Was he born Caesar Augustus? No. If you do a little bit of history, you start studying and you see that that was actually Octavian. 
who was Julius, Julius Caesar's nephew. And in his will, so to speak, he said, I want him to become the next leader of the Roman Empire. Fifteen-year-old youth becoming the, well, Caesar Augustus is actually Caesar, the leader, okay? And Augustus is what? His majesty or his highness in interpretation. A 15-year-old individual having all of that response. How many of you would turn 50? I don't want to pick on just the young people in here, but you know, most 15-year-olds today could not handle that, right? In fact, I know a lot of people that's even 78 that can't handle that. Right? But God said in the right time, there's going to be something happening. And if we look all the way back in the Old Testament, Isaiah and in Micah, what do we have? We have prophecy that tells us 700 years before Christ is born that he was going to be born in Bethlehem, right? Of the lineage of David. But yet the focus is this guy was 15 years old and he's the leader of then the Roman Empire. One of the most expanded empires, wealthiest empires, well-developed empires of the world. A 15-year-old's running it. And there was probably a lot of pomp, a lot of uh, you know ceremony when he's put in. But yet at the same time, we see that Jesus Christ was born and what was happening? He was in swaddling clothes lying in a manger because there was no room in a hotel for him, in the end for him. See what the world has put as an importance upon things and how off that that thinking is? We have here lined out though that this Caesar Augustus made a decree. Why did that decree come about? Because in order to fulfill prophecy, Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem when she was great with child in order to be born in Bethlehem. The Savior of the world was prophesied that it would happen. And if it wasn't for the fact that the leader of the then known empire had said, you got to go to and do, would that have ever happened in God's time, Right? Why are we here today on this earth? We may not be the leader of. We may just be a servant in a place doing a job. But God's got you there for a reason. And if he puts you in a position of leadership and he wants you to do, that means you've got a greater responsibility on you too, doesn't it? Yeah. Here, this 15-year-old, can you imagine a 15-year-old being in charge of that and the responsibility that's on his shoulders? What all did he do? He united the empire. He took over countries. In fact, from all the way up in England to the northern part of Africa, from the Atlantic Ocean to the Euphrates River, all of that area was the Roman Empire. My wife and I, when I was stationed over in Germany in the 90s, 90 to 93, we went to Rome. Christmas to New Year's time frame, 92 to 93. We get down there and we go to the Colosseum and on the wall of the Colosseum there were great big murals. They were probably, what, six, eight foot by eight foot, they're just big square, 
of the empire of Rome, and it had the difference. I believe they were 50 years apart. And they see what contained into the Roman Empire during those times and how it grew. And it was the known world at the time. In fact, maps and, and everything that came about later on, okay, was brought about because of, in fact, Roman Empire at that time had one of the best postal systems ever and beats the United States of America's. At least they got their postage. Okay, I leave it alone, but my hometown where we, we now mail boxes of scripture, I've had one box arrive out of about 50. And they called me, well, in fact, I had a pastor that called me out in Colorado and he says, you sent two boxes, but it wound up in three. And there was a note in there from the Atlanta Postal System. I thought, Atlanta? I moved that from Oklahoma City to Colorado Springs area. Why did it go to Atlanta? Anyhow, they busted the boxes open, had to put it in three because they couldn't put it in two and get it out there to him. You know? But the postal system was one of those things that came about because of organization, because of the thinking about the, the leadership that was happening at that time. But you see, all of that was done not because he was a 15-year-old, but because it was God who was directing that plan to happen. So that the prophecy that was fulfilled, was told, foretold 700 years earlier would happen. How many great emperors of the world, okay? Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Caesar, uh, all of the other, you know, uh, now I'm coming up, with, with blanks, I can see their faces and I can see scripture. It's, it's terrible, but don't ever get old. But those leaders, how many of those leaders were prophesied when they'd be born and where they'd be born? Not a single one, but Jesus Christ was. And it happened exactly like he said, right? Exactly. You know what? He's told us over there in Revelation that someday... The trump of the Lord is going to sound, and he's going to take us out of here. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, well, I know Brother Hiltabittle. He's supposed to be here in February. You're going to get a blessing out of him. He's a wonderful man that has a lot of information. Boy, just get ready to soak it up. And he'll take the time to explain it to you as well. But I'm telling you what, he's been around, he's done his studying, and, and he'll tell you, it's time. No man can set the day. But everything has been accomplished that must be accomplished for the Lord's return. And as you see it today, it is just like as prophesied in the Scripture, the day in which the Lord will return. But here, Jesus was prophesied exactly where. And the reason why was God made the leadership do what He wanted them to do. If you look at and and you and you study your Bible, you will see that in Isaiah forty six ten and eleven it says, "Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times to things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure." He knows what happened. He, 100 years ago, as well as 100 years from now, just like as if it was right, right now. How many of us can remember 20 years ago? 
Some of you that aren't 20 yet, five years ago. But how many of us can remember that just as clear as today and also know what's going to happen in the future? There is nobody else, no leader of the world. They can have a strategic plan that will get to and make accomplished to the best of their capability, but there's no guarantee. We in the United States of America have a strategic plan, what we would like to see, but we're seeing a lot of that crumble around us because of the things that are happening right now in our United States of America. But that's because we have forgotten God. Just like Brother Forsberg talked about somebody forgetting words and saying them differently, punched. You know, there was, an, there was a saying about an individual who was asked, a child, would you say John 3.16? And they said everything perfectly except for begotten. And they said forgotten. And you know what? That's a lot of truth for us today. We have forgotten Jesus Christ. We've put more emphasis on things of the world, things of the world and not the one who really is ruling and reigning and in control of everything. In fact, created this world in which we live. And sometimes we forget that God knew years ago before America ever existed and knows when America will probably quit because it's not in prophecy. And he knows someday he's going to come, he's going to take us out of here and I'm ready. I don't know when that is, but I know I'm prepared. We, the people of the United States, we, the people that know Jesus Christ, our Savior, no matter what denomination you are in, and I believe there are saved individuals in a lot of denominations, okay? I don't think they're studying their Bible right if they're in some of those. But if they know Jesus Christ, their Savior, they're prepared and they're ready for when the trumpet of the Lord sounds. The problem is, is what are they doing with what God is asking them to do here on earth today to help fulfill that plan? Sometimes I wonder about the leadership that we have in the United States of America that's been elected. Local, governmental in, in, in the cities, local as in the state, local as in the U.S., and those different leaders that are in those positions, what are they doing to fulfill the plan that God has seen what's going to happen at the end of their tenure? Clear out through time. And I don't know, maybe it was just like Caesar. He implemented and he done a lot of things, but in him doing so, it was a fulfillment of prophecy in order to make it happen. I don't know what God is having me do with my life that is fulfilling of a prophecy that's going to happen later on. But you know what? When he asked me to do what I'm doing, I try my very best to do that. And that's why I love to tell churches about their help in the ministry and what's happening as a result. I love to every time I get a, a message from a missionary on the foreign field of we saw this many people that accepted Christ as their Savior. We've seen these people that have surrendered their life to the Lord. We've seen these people that are now studying or they're in a church as a pastor or they're a missionary and they're going to another village. It's wonderful to see those things. Why? 
because we are put here on earth to tell people about Jesus Christ. My goal, my focus is to tell as many people as I can around the world about Jesus Christ. And I'd love to do so with even more than what I'm doing right now. But I understand too, God has given me a responsibility for what I have given to me, not for what I want. You've been given talents. You've been given things that you can do and he's enabling you to do. And he's asking you to do. Are you doing those things so that others might see Jesus Christ that otherwise would never get to know? Brother Forsberg and I were talking this, this evening before. He's got a different style than I've got. We've got different backgrounds. He was saved at a later age. All of those things were God's plan. He wants us to use what we've been through to help others. And he can help some people with situations that I can't even touch because I don't have a clue. I've never done. I've never been involved in. But the same comes to me from him. He can't get to some of those individuals. Why? God put us on earth to work together as saved, born-again believers to tell all of those around us. And somebody may not respond to him or to the pastor or to even my pastor or to me but they may respond to you and you're the only one that can get to them. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Hmm. I wonder if Caesar thought about that when he uh, made his decree. I'm fulfilling prophecy from 700 years ago in the Old Testament. And I know Mary and Joseph. And I know that they've got to go to Bethlehem. You think he was thinking that way? Not at all not even on his radar, not even a clue that they existed. But it was in God's plan, and he knew, and he knows you as well. He knows what you're capable of. He's put you through the tests. He's put you through the training. He's put you in the right place at the right time to do the ministry that he wants you to do in the job in which you're at. And he gives you every day the people that you come in contact for a reason. And if you never express that to them, will they ever get to know Jesus? See, we're given a unique responsibility to make that plan happen as well. Are we doing it? There's so many things that we could bring out of this scripture and we could, we could go through, but what a wonderful comparison here of also how that a young man who ruled the world and was thought so highly of that they were called him your highness, your majesty. And what he accomplished for his, you know, empire, the Roman Empire. He got a bunch of people leading out there, clearing the way, make known that Caesar is, and if he said it happened. But yet, few verses later, the true King of King and Lord of Lords, His Majesty, every knee will bow. He didn't get that. And a lot of times, He doesn't get that from us. We don't give Him the same reverence and respect. If you was to meet the President of the United States, like Him or not, you would show reverence. You would show respect. But think of your day and the opportunities that you're given 
and when you should be witnessing for Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit is telling you and prompting you to witness for Him, do you give Him that same reverence and respect? Do you do what He tells you to do? Do you meet what He's wanting you to meet for that hour? Or do you just say, forget it? Don't ignore Him. Forgotten rather than begotten. Son of God. Maybe we should start looking at our life just a little bit differently and maybe we should realize that just like these verses here, God has a plan for us individually. He's put us here for a reason. Now what are we going to do with it? I don't know what 2021 is going to come about, but maybe we should decide in our heart tonight God gives us another year, a few more days before it turns into 2021. We've got our corrected vision of 2020 now. And maybe in 2021, we need to start focusing in on and doing what we're supposed to be doing. Maybe we need to see that God's got us into a plan. Are we doing it? Are we going to do it and follow His will? You know, I don't know. I've seen some people get saved in my ministry so far. And I, I've seen lots of Scripture go out around the world that I have no clue the impact that it went to, but I praise the Lord for every time I hear about the impact that's happening. And I don't know. Maybe one of those are an evangelist. Maybe one of those are a minister, a minister of some kind there in their country and are seeing great results. It's not because of me. It's because of Him. But I got to do what he asked me to do and send him that John and Romans. I got to do the asking of people to give so that we can print those so and work them up so that we could send it to him. As Philippians says, it's to your account for the glory of the Lord. Are we focusing in on and preparing ourselves for? Because who knows what 2021 will have. But if we're not doing our part, it will never happen like it's supposed to. Maybe tonight we need to decide in our heart that we're going to start in a few more days, maybe just tomorrow, get a start on the new year. And we need to do what God is asking us to do with our life. We may not be a Caesar, but at least we can be an ambassador for Jesus Christ and tell others about Him with the life God's given us. With every head bowed, every eye closed this evening.